Hi, everybody. This is really important. This new limited coin, it's only going to be up for a short time. I really want you to have one. Please help and invest in truth right now. We need you. All hands on deck. We also need this show to expand. We also need this show to show, shore itself up against all the attacks that it's undergoing online and with everything else we're having to deal with right now. Please help Freedom of Speech. We're one of the very, very rare shows that's still on the dial that gets to say what we, we get to say what we want. We don't have uh, a bunch of people telling us what parameters to stay in or what to talk about. So if you like the show and if you want us to keep going, please help us out and go get a collector's coin or a couple of them. Please keep us on the air. And it's the only fundraiser we've done in 10 years. And it's modeled after the first coin ever, ever uh, done in the United States, Lady Liberty. It also says, be faithful, be fearless on it, because we're going to need that message more than ever now. Please go to katedallyradio.com and get a collector's coin while they last. Thank you. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I'm a physician. I've been in practice for 40 years. You know, when I started taking this, you know, I, I don't like medicines, and I probably have taken more people off medicine than I put on it. And so I looked at it, and it's pretty much a natural uh, element. And there's no question in my mind, knowing a lot of patients, that uh, people my age, you know, 60 and over, do not eat right. And they certainly don't get the appropriate uh, uh, nutrients through the vegetables, fruits, and things like that. So I think that it supplies the building blocks that your body normally would use to heal itself. And uh, if you don't get them, you don't heal right. So... It's amazing. I mean, I'm doing what I did two years ago. Start your journey to better health. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get free shipping. And don't forget to get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code KATE. Lamar. Hi, everybody. This is really important. This new limited coin, it's only going to be up for a short time. I really want you to have one. Please help and invest in truth right now. We need you. All hands on deck. We also need... This show to expand. We also need this show to show, shore itself up against all the attacks that it's undergoing online and with everything else we're having to deal with right now. Please help Freedom of Speech. We're one of the very, very rare shows that's still on the dial that gets to say what we, we get to say what we want. We don't have uh, a bunch of people telling us what parameters to stay in or what to talk about. So if you like the show. And if you want us to keep going, please help us out and go get a collector's coin or a couple of them. Please keep us on the air. And it's the only fundraiser we've done in 10 years. And it's modeled after the first coin ever, ever uh, done in the United States, Lady Liberty. It also says be faithful, be fearless on it because we're going to need that message more than ever now. Please go to katedallyradio.com and get a collector's coin while they last. Thank you. One nation under fraud. Completely visible with lying and spying for all. The Kate Daly Show starts now. If re-elected, would you increase the frequency of garbage pickup? Well, citizen, that's an excellent question, and I thank you for it. I think it's great we live in a town where you can ask questions. Because without questions, we just have answers. And an answer without a question is a statement. Oh, I like him. He looks me in the eye. Welcome to the Daily Show. Last hour on a Monday. How are you doing? Because tomorrow is uh, the big voting day. And a lot of people are going to vote in person and they want to see their vote cast. I agree. <laughs> I would definitely do that. I would go in person. And uh, how do you feel about uh, 
voting the ballots. They're really wanting us to do mail-in ballots. Jeez Louise. Uh, you know, the way the ballots are now, I don't mm-hmm. think it makes any difference. Yeah. The only thing mail-in ballots do is make it easier for them to manipulate those ballots. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah. The yeah. candidates don't change. Right. <laughs> Sadly. And that, that clip, uh, Family Guy clip, you know, we do. We look at the tie. We look at the family poster. We, we believe the media a little bit. We um, take it in and we don't really do a more more research and this is why we keep people in we don't need term limits we just need educated voters yep so why why do we make them career politicians they can't be a career politician without us keep voting them in like you they could never be a career politician unless it's just a lot of fraud being implemented which i agree there's a lot of fraud yeah but we also i i think we also need to define what is an educated voter that's true the first thing of an mm-hmm. educated voter has to have is the knowledge of what the constitution says right Right. If you don't yeah. know that, <laughs> step aside right yeah, now. Yeah. And the, the other thing, too, is to identify, I consider an educated voter. By the way, Dinesh D'Souza coming on next um, in the next segment. But I consider an educated voter um, one that can recognize that over 100 years, not much has ever been reversed. And it's for 120 years, it's been an attack on our liberty. And so, regardless of who gets in power, you don't see anything reversed. This is why they're not talking about Obamacare. See, that's a past. That's a past thing. They could totally oust that, but they don't want to. So that's one thing I always keep in mind: is if you're educated, you're gonna you're gonna recognize the fact that over 120 years, nothing much has changed. Yeah. I hate to be the downer, but that's the truth. The 18th mm-hmm. Amendment was reversed uh-huh. by the 21st Amendment. Mm-hmm. That was, if if you don't know, was prohibition. <laughs> and the reason it was reversed mm-hmm. is because the country was at war over booze. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, but all the other things um, haven't. And... I know it's like pesticide. I know everyone wants like a red wave in the back of them. They want to see that that you can't be continuously put in a situation where the country is being hijacked at a high rate of speed. I, I get why people that's going to give people a lot of peace and they want that. And um, I understand. I do. I get I get why people keep saying it. Let's take a quick call. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Hey there. Hi there. Really quick, I wanted to share something with you. So I was able to attend a a little get-together with uh, Mike Lee Uh the other night, and I actually did bring up Obamacare. Uh He did admit that that was a huge mistake that the Republicans had made, and I asked him if he would work to repeal that since they were only one vote away. Mm -hmm. And he did make mention that he wanted to get rid of that and that that was a mistake. So. Take it for what it's worth. I don't know. But he did mention in that rally Mm -hmm. that the Republicans, if they don't follow through this time, there will be dire consequences because the people will not trust them again. Mm. Thank you for that. Really appreciate that. That's interesting. It is interesting. I'll Mm -hmm. believe it when I see it. (laughs) I'll believe it when I see it. Well, a lot of people are, um, and this is why they keep having to come out and talk about election fraud over and over and over again, because obviously, as it should be, 
the majority of the country isn't buying that there's no fraud. And um, they've really tried on that story, but it's so obviously part of the story, and that's why they keep telling you it doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. They have to keep pushing it. And uh, and we have to be able to, to see these candidates for who they are. You know, Evan McMuffin's been in the national news, so I'm going to mention him really fast. He's my state, but I'm, and he's horrific, but I'm going to mention him. He had the press... They're taking a video of him praying at the dinner table with this family that he hired just (laughs) (laughs) a widow and her children. Um, And, you know, it's funny because people don't think about this. But when was the last time you saw a politician bring in a, a crew to then film somebody praying at the dinner table? Right. Because they're obviously trying to show you that, A, they're a spiritual person, and B, they have a family, okay? You don't see that from a regular politician. You don't, they would never do that. I mean, it's desperate <laughs> to try, have them come in and film you praying at a table. That's, that's something that's a little more sacred. Why would you put that on film, you know, praying, we're going to show you praying. And so, if we don't really see these desperate attempts these desperate attempts to try to convince you that somebody is the thing that they say, then I'm not quite sure at this point, if you don't see it, I'm not quite sure you will, but it's, it's getting that desperate now. Um, It's just like the partitions at the arenas to knock off all the other extra areas they couldn't fill. Everything has to be an attempt at, at fraudulently um, getting you to side with these people and they don't have the support and they don't have the crowds and they don't have the majority of America behind them and they know it. But they're still desperately trying to sell us at every turn. If the election fraud was a mute point and the rest of the country didn't feel that way and it was just you, you wouldn't have them coming out in the press 24-7. I swear that's all King Fraudalot can talk about, obviously. <laughs> so... Very obviously, it's the only thing he's talking about because it is fraud. That's the issue. Yep. Yeah. And so th- these are the kinds of things that we have to that we have to see, and that that's an educated voter is going to see that they're going to see the desperation. And there, I I would hope that you could even take that extra leap and know that that there might be a reason we're being thrown to the right a little bit. And I'm not talking about the good conservative constitutional right that you are. I'm talking about the rhino right. Yeah. Yeah. Because they head up the party. And the rhino right wants us in a certain place. Um, Probably more excited about a World War III. um, And a little bit more forgiving of that. A little bit more condoning of that. So there's always a long plan. We can't forget, too. So, and it's hard. I know that's not the good news you want to hear today. You want to hear the rallying for the red wave. I know. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I do, too. I do, too. I'm like you. I want to hear that, too. I want really good news. Yeah. I like red tsunami better. <laughs> red tsunami. <laughs> I like it. The one, the one thing I will smile about is that the people aren't, the people are seen through this. Oh, yeah. and And so... That's one thing that I'm smiling at is a lot of the people just not putting up with it anymore. So that's been a really great thing to see. And um, and that'll be nice. But the, the if you know the game, we're watching a pro wrestling match. If you know that it's rigged, then you you have to concede that there is that too. So 
I hope I, I wish I was better news on that, but I have to be honest. I can't, you know, I'd love to get kind of fake excited <laughs> because it will feel really nice today and tomorrow. But um, we hold feet to the fire consistently. We have to. And, and there's a lot of thugs in office. What are we going to do? Yeah. And they won't do anything unless you hold their feet to the fire, unless you show up at every event, unless you, unless you tell them, you know, this is how you voted and this is what you did. And if we don't become incredibly invested in these people to, to, um, call them on every move, then that's going to be on us. Yeah. If you don't know what they've done mm-hmm. wrong, you can't ask them to do what's right. Right. Yeah. That's like a bumper sticker right there. Yeah. Yeah. That's like ready for a bumper sticker. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I, I feel like with movies like 2000 Mules showcasing on video what happened. And I, I think those kinds of things, if you turned a blind eye to that, then you just really don't want to know. <laughs> you just really want to just kind of live in a la-la land where everything's okay and your side's either going to lose or win. But I know that you guys have more of an understanding than that. And, and um, But it's just going to mean that we have to educate those around us a lot more than we have even been doing. You know, every, time, every year I think, I don't know how much more we can do, but I, I do think there's a lot of room for growth and people and now that we've been through this maybe we'll see who knows here's the kind of manipulation i just hate what's up a win for warnock Uh would close the path to a republican majority nonsense (laughs) that's absolute yeah (laughs) i know i know but they're they're kind of masters at this and um we can't say that enough um, so your local races are going to be far more important than some of these national ones. That's just the bottom line here. The the local races, who you put in locally, because yeah. they do have to answer to you. Yes, You're a neighbor. Do. You know what I mean? There's a right. whole different expectation there, and they know that you'll come down on them. Yeah, and, and mm-hmm. when it's your neighbor and yeah. you say, I know where you live, it's not a threat. <laughs> <laughs> it's just information. Yeah. <laughs> I know where you live. No. Uh, that's so true. Um, so I just think that we have a lot of work to do. I think uh, I think the whole voting fraud war is going to be all about setting us up for future blockchain, which is going to be a big mistake. They're going to present it as, well, this will be the new transparency, but it's that much closer and more involved into digital currency and the overhaul that's coming. So there's a lot of long strategies going on here that I think are coming. Um, and of course, a fraud war between the two sides. How do you get peace? Well, transparency, right? Blockchain, put it up on the blockchain and then and then nobody can change it, right? Your vote. Sure. Right? It's just that I see big, big problems with that. And I just kind of think that's what they're trying to do right now. Blockchain is uh-huh. still a computer mm-hmm. and any computer can be hacked or programmed any way they want it to be done. I know, I know. They're just going to present it as transparency. Yeah, sure. Uh, so we so we're one step closer to adopting that as 
the thing. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of that going on too. Um, I think on the long-term plans, but, um, but when we come back in the next segment, uh, we'll have Dinesh D'Souza and I can't wait to hear about his new book because his new book is all about, look, if you don't know now, the book will explain it in detail. All the details the film didn't even cover. And so was there a heist? Of course there was. We all know it. It's totally obvious. Be right back. Kate Daly Show. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. I love Stand beside her And guide her Through the night With light from above What a beautiful rendition that is, Ben Honeycutt. Uh, God bless America. And I know when you hear that song, you're feeling the same emotions we all are. Welcome back to the Kate Daly Show. And uh, this country is in a a very strange spot right now. A lot of people are understanding what's going on, the vast majority. We have guest Dinesh D'Souza on with us. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me mm-hmm. and uh, looking forward to our conversation. Absolutely. Uh, us as well. And so, uh, you know, th- you have this book. It just barely came out like a week ago and it's 2000 Mules, the book. They thought we'd never find out they were wrong. Tell us about this book. Many, many listeners out there in Chicago and, and Utah and all over the place have seen the movie. What is what is this book? What, what, what are we going to find? Well, typically, um, I release a book and a movie kind of at the same time. Mm-hmm. And the reason I do that is because the book and the movie do different things. Sure. Um, a book is a more systematic, comprehensive, footnoted, referenced, thorough sort of uh, laying out of an argument. It just allows you more room to uh, clarify and explain than a movie does. Now, interestingly, with this book, it's coming out a few months after the film. The Mm -hmm. film kind of outran the book. Mm -hmm. And so I've been able to step back and take stock of all the different, you know, critiques and so-called debunkings and fact checks on 2000 Mules from Liz Cheney to Bill Mm -hmm. Barr. And I have a rebuttal and answer to all the critics in the book. Nice. Uh, and finally, the book also has a, a concluding section that discusses in some detail sort of what can be done about election fraud. It's hard to do that in the movie. It's kind of like if you watch the Shawshank Redemption, you mm-hmm. don't really want a, a <laughs> panel discussion at the end of penal reform at Shawshank. It kind of ruins <laughs> right. the movie. Um, right. So, you right. know, the movie 2000 Mules basically mm-hmm. lays out the problem and goes, we got to deal with this. But the book shows how how you can do that. What what can attorneys general do, secretaries of state, what can legislatures do, what right. can ordinary citizens, what can you do uh, to do your part to help to solve this, um, this important problem? Excellent. Uh, Uncle Milty? Yeah, so my question, Dinesh, would be, has anything been done? Well, the answer is yes and no. Uh, mm-hmm. The no part, which I say re- regretfully, is due to two things. One is that 
uh, a lot of the research in the film focuses on basically urban democratic areas, areas under virtually full democratic control. We're not talking about states, but, but urban mm-hmm. areas within states. Right. So Atlanta, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Detroit. Mm-hmm. And these, these places have democratic establishments all the way up and down, democratic sheriffs, democratic, in some cases, secretary of states. Um, and so they're not going to be too eager to spring into action to investigate election fraud, mm-hmm. particularly fraud coming from the Democratic Party. Right. Now, in a couple of cases, you have Republicans. In Georgia, for example, you have um, Governor Kemp and you had Secretary of State Raffensperger. Uh, and in Arizona, you had Attorney General Bernovich. But what complicated the matter was all of these guys in some ways were fighting with Trump or they had internal battles going on within their state. And this brings me to my second point, which is that there are people in the GOP establishment who do not want to revisit the 2020 election. I mean, I've seen it directly. Senators mm-hmm. and congressmen, they just they don't want to see my movie, not because they're scared it's false. Right. They're scared it's true. Yeah. And they're <laughs> yeah. scared that if they see it, they can't right. unsee it. They may have to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And they just want to sort of, they're like, Dinesh, why are we looking in the rear view mirror? So, there's, so because of those two things, very little in terms of law enforcement has actually been done. Now, the Republicans, if they take the House, they take the Senate, will have another opportunity, but I'm not sure what they'll do with it. That's the, that's the problem, isn't it? There's the question, too. I mean, it's uh, you want that red wave, and then what are they going to do? Are they going to do anything with it? Because they're very, very shy, let's say, and silent on election fraud, and it's been really discouraging. Yeah. Well, some of them are scared. You know, mm-hmm. they, they, they don't want to be called election deniers. Sure. Well, I mean, they don't want to be called COVID deniers. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be called, you know, climate right. change deniers. So this is the Republican tendency to sort of run and hide under your desk. And <laughs> a fear, that's, a mo- that's one factor. Right. The other factor is more subtle. I mm-hmm. think that there are some in the Republican establishment, and I don't just mean the so-called rhinos, mm-hmm. who are not unhappy with the result of 2020, by which mm-hmm. I mean that Republicans down the ballot did pretty well, but Trump lost. And so their reasoning goes kind of like this. You know what? Biden will come in. He'll be horrible. There'll be a public revolt. The American mm-hmm. people will throw the Democrats out and they will sweep the Republicans back in, but without Trump. Yeah. So the people who don't like Trump, in a sense, are particularly eager that they uh, Trump not be vindicated about 2020. Mm-hmm. And they feel that this movie, even though Trump, you know, if you look at this film, 90 right. minutes, I mean, Trump is in the film for maybe two minutes. So yeah. the film is not about Trump, but he did run in 2020. And the issue of election integrity is really what I've been trying to focus on. Absolutely. And I do want to say, I just applaud your movies. Uh, They have done so much good in waking people up and also in just educating people on on some of these issues. 2000 Mules was amazing. It showcased the fraud. You don't even have to say it. It's, It's on video. And nothing can refute that, like being on video. And so it was so very obvious this time. Um, And that's why I think uh, 2000 Mules just has really done uh, some great things out there. So I applaud you on that. Thank you for making these movies. Well, that means a lot. You know, the thing about a movie is that people attack the movie in the stupidest way. Mm -hmm. And so if you look at some of the fact checks, they'll say things like, you know, well, the movie, you know, is based on some recreations. And if you look at (laughs) Greg Phillips and Catherine Engelbrecht's office, Mm -hmm. the maps on the wall don't match what they're talking about. And, you know, the thing to realize in the movie is that the research mm-hmm. has been completed. So we right. obviously are going to recreate the scenario. It's kind of like when you do the, you know, you do all the president's men, 
and somebody goes, well, that's not really the Washington mm-hmm. Post newsroom, and right. that's not really Woodward and Bernstein over there. Yeah. No, that's because you're recreating right. that. But see, a book avoids all of that. It's sort of like, listen, I'm just going to lay this out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to explain all these concepts, including geotracking at the ground level. Right. I mean, I was amazed when I heard Bill Barr act as if he didn't know what geotracking was. He's yeah. like, in a big city, people are going back and forth, cab drivers, joggers. How can you pinpoint these mules? And I'm thinking, wait a minute, aren't you the head of the Justice Department? Don't you do this every day? Oh Don't the January gosh. 6th documents say that Mr. X is 30 feet outside the front door of the Capitol right. and Mr. Y is around 20 feet inside the front door? Right. So if geotracking was so unreliable, imprecise, then... How would it work in every other context? Absolutely. You know, in your book, you say, uh, you offer this up, you say, look, uh, this might seem like a deeply depressing book, but that's not your tone. It's not your approach. Your approach is sober, investigative, skeptical, analytical, like a prosecutor making a case. And that's why I think this is a must read. It's going to be a must read this year for everybody. A great Christmas present, too, to give somebody that doesn't quite understand. When you're talking about um, all of the charades that they played, all of the lies that they told... um, um, all of the different ways we have fraud, because there's a lot of ways that we have fraud. We have the numbers up in every county, which you know counties are not reporting 50 to 100% turnout. It's absolutely asinine because the highest you're probably ever going to get is 25% in the history of America. So you have that, you have the software fraud, you have all these different frauds, right? I mean, it's endless. I mean, they've got a lot of ways that they're working with us, not just one. Yeah, the, the the Democrats are the part the party of election fraud. Yeah. Now, I make a distinction between voter fraud and election fraud because mm-hmm. you know if one guy who is let's say he's moved three times in the last couple of years and he mm-hmm. decides, look, I'm on the voter rolls in three different places, I'll vote three times. Well, that's voter fraud, yeah. and that's bad, but that's not going to tip an election. Election fraud is organized, and the Democrats have been doing it mm-hmm. since the 19th century. Right. I mean, they tried to steal the 1864 election from Abraham Lincoln. Right. Uh, uh, using absentee ballots. Uh, why? Because think of it, there were hundreds mm-hmm. of thousands of soldiers in the field. Mm-hmm. They obviously couldn't come back and vote in person, right. so they voted by mail. So the Democrats go, listen, number one, let's see if we can get a hold of those envelopes. We'll steam them open. We'll take all the votes for Lincoln and switch them to McClellan, the Democratic candidate. Mm-hmm. And number two, there's going to be a whole bunch of soldiers who don't vote. Right. Why don't we vote in their names and sign their name? No one's going to know, be the wiser. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is that this stuff is not new. Right. What's different, of course, is that COVID gave the fraudsters an opportunity, mm-hmm. the opportunity of all opportunities in 2020, and sure, you know, they took it. Yes, and one yeah. of our big problems was the AP taking over the elections about that same time that you're talking about. They assumed um, um, control over our elections, and that's who calls the races too early, right? Or fraudulently. Kind of well, I mean, what's funny is that these same people who are very involved, I think in some ways they had to have been in on it because, mm-hmm. because when you look at the role of the media, they right. were sort of unsurprised. Even when Trump was leading, they seemed awfully cool that things, awfully yeah, confident right. that things would switch the other way. Right. And then these are the same people doing fact checks on the movie. Mm-hmm. And the dishonesty of it is really what gets me. I mean, the, take AP. You mentioned yeah. the Associated Press. This is Ali Swenson writing in AP. She goes, hey, Dinesh, you're, you say that the mules are wearing gloves mm-hmm. and she goes but you got to remember it was really cold in georgia <laughs> oh in, in the runoffs in january of 2021 
And I'm thinking, Ali, there's not a single mule that's wearing woolen or leather gloves for the winter. They're all wearing latex gloves. And as soon as the ballots wow. go in the box, they take the gloves off and throw them in the trash can. So yes. what kind of a fact check is this that yes. tries to explain the gloves in this ridiculous manner? Oh, my gosh. And most people aren't taking selfies right after they vote, too. I mean, come on. That, that's, the, that's the extent of their checks. Wow. That's kind of amazing. Have you heard much about the Connect, uh, Connect voting uh, systems that send votes to China on their systems or servers? Yeah, of course. Well, uh, Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips, who are the two sort of through mm-hmm. the vote, the research foundation of this film and book, mm-hmm. uh, they've been doing work that goes beyond the movie right. uh, into the sort of the security of our election data. And they blew the whistle on the software company uh, based out of Michigan, but it has contracts with cities and counties all over the place, mm-hmm. uh, storing vast amounts of very personal election data in China um, and on Chinese servers where the Chinese officials, Chinese Communist Party, Chinese government mm-hmm. would have access to them. And amazingly, a judge, instead of, you know, throws Catherine and Greg in jail, and they were in jail for almost a week. They just yeah. got out last right. night. Right. So, so all of this, I think it just shows the degree to which, you know, the left is really dug into this idea that this was the most, 2020 was the most secure election in history. And, you know, look, leave aside 2,000 meals. Forget about the movie and the book for a second. And just ask yourself this. How can you make a statement that something is the most secure election without showing us a comparison Mm -hmm. of the volume of fraud in 2020 Mm -hmm. versus all the previous elections to prove that there was less in 2020 than there was, let's say, in 2016, 2012, 2008? And not only has no one provided this demonstration, Mm -hmm. to my knowledge, it has never even been attempted. And so from the beginning... This pompous claim, mm-hmm. most secure election in history, was dogmatic nonsense without one iota of evidence to support it. Amen. Yeah. And also mm-hmm. the over-the-top um, trying to convince everybody there's no election fraud. This has been something that's so obvious um, because they've had to keep, they, they have to keep saying it over and over and over again. Even yesterday, all over the news, there was no election fraud, no election fraud. And just like you're saying, it's just so obvious now. I mean, I don't know how any could refute it at this point because of the obvious attempts to try to sway you away from the, the even the thought right very bizarre. well you know you know that you know that something is afoot when you see all these democrats i mean what they're doing now mm-hmm. is they're very upset that there are patriots in some places like arizona who mm-hmm. are observing the drop boxes right. now, first of all according to the election rules all these drop boxes should have 24 7 surveillance and okay. yet some of them don't why so, not okay i mean every me... mall every park Parking lot has surveillance. We're, so if you had 24-hour surveillance, you wouldn't need right. anybody to hang we're, out and watch a drop box. We're going to go to and a break real fast. We'll come right back. Over. We'll come right back with Dinesh D'Souza. We'll be right back. Hi there. Welcome. Kate Daly show. Welcome on back. And we have Dinesh D'Souza with us in a, in a special uh, show today for you. I'm here with uncle Milty and Dinesh has written the book 2000 mules. And this is a must read. It has all the details, all of the ex- explanations, everything that uh, you saw the movie. You're going to, you're going to love the book even more. 2000 mules is now out and it's been out for about a week. We so appreciate his time today, especially the day before elections. A lot of people are worried about their vote. So we'll talk about that too. But I also wanted you to finish what you were talking about um, as far as poll watchers. 
all of those types of things, Dinesh? Well, I was making the point that the election rules very clearly call mm-hmm. for every mail-in drop box to have 24-hour surveillance. Mm-hmm. And look, this is normal in American life in other areas. We, we have 24-hour surveillance in post offices, at you know, Home Depots, in the mall, in the parking lot. So this is actually very normal. There's no reason not to do it. Right. And, um, and yet... Uh, a lot of boxes, even now, in 2020, there were very few mail-in drop boxes that had surveillance. Mm-hmm. And now there are more, but still not enough. And so some patriots are like, you know what, we'll go have a tailgate party at the drop boxes and we'll right. make sure that no shenanigans occur and no mules show up with fraudulent right. votes. And the Democrats are like, that's voter suppression. <laughs> no, it's not. Obviously, you don't want to show mm-hmm. up in military fatigues or clean out, clean out your shotgun you know, at a drop box. <laughs> but as long as you're a safe distance away, or just watching, you're not interfering with voters in any way. And mm-hmm. if you see anything inappropriate, you, there's nothing wrong with recording it on your phone and sending it in. Good. So what I'm getting at is that there's a high now level of awareness of what can happen when Republicans sort of pay no attention to what's going on. And uh, I think all of this is going to ha- help secure the 2022 election. Okay. And then let's go a step further, too. A lot of people out there worried, is their vote going to count? They know there's election fraud happening in the software, too. So, so what, what, are, what is your feeling on that? On telling people well, two things. Uh, one is, I think that I think that um, the um, the fact that a lot of people have seen two thousand mules, mm-hmm. uh, twenty million people, according to the Rasmussen wow. survey, there's just a much greater awareness of the problem and of the vulnerability of the drop boxes, and that's that alone does a lot of good mm-hmm. because it's kind of like if I were to tell you that you know in this town in Utah that mm-hmm. this bank is going to be robbed at seven p.m. on Saturday. Well, right. it'd be kind of stupid for the robbers to go. It's 7 p.m. on Saturday, let's go rob the bank, because people know about right, it now, right. and they're kind of on, on, on watch. Sure, they're, sure. they're looking for it. Right. And uh, so for, and for all these reasons, I think, and one more, and that is that mm-hmm. we need a big Republican win um, in the midterms. Why? Because the Republican Party will then have a chance to get to the bottom of 2020. Look at the machines. I mean, mm-hmm. look, I don't know about the machines. That falls outside the, the research we did for this film and this book, but I do see from the uh, from CISA, which is the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Agency, that the machines are vulnerable. They can be manipulated. Now, CISA says right away, we have no evidence that they were manipulated in 2020, but let's remember, they've been telling us now for months, well, more than a year, that these machines are impregnable, they can't be manipulated. Mm-hmm. Turns out, they can be manipulated, and we want to make sure they're not manipulated in the future. Absolutely. Local races versus federal races, where should people be very, very mindful and looking at these Well, I think that the point here is is this, and that is that uh, really for decades, and I'm part of this problem, Mm -hmm. Republicans focus on the campaign and Democrats focus on the election. And that's Mm. what I mean is that Republicans are like, let's have a rally. Democrats are like, well where are these drop boxes going to be located? (laughs) And who's going to be filling out the custody documents? Who's going to open the envelope? And if you see an ambiguous vote with a check mark over Mm -hmm. here and a smudge over there, or it's incomplete with regard to the address Mm -hmm. or the signature is just a, it doesn't seem to match. Who makes a decision about whether that vote is going to count and for whom? Mm. So what I'm saying is that Democrats are pay excruciatingly close attention to all this. Republicans need to realize we need to be poll 
watchers. We need to be poll judges, poll observers, mm-hmm. get more involved in the process. Absolutely. When uh, King Fraudalot came out and uh, and said that it's going to take days, days and days to figure out the results, what was your reaction to that? I, well, I had a sort of an inward groan because, of course, it, you know, it all it raises the same mm-hmm. sort of PTSD that we all had on right. Election Day right. uh, 2020, which is to say it's almost as if uh, the Democrats are saying, listen, we need to kind of find out what, mm-hmm. you know, what the deficit is for us, how many, you know, mm-hmm. how many votes we need in order to get this guy That's over so the true. top yep. and so on. So very discouraging because, look, you have third world countries. Brazil just had a massive election. Mm-hmm. We knew the results the same day. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. And by the way, in Arizona, they knew the race five uh, percent in. Right? They called it for King Fraud a lot. So, <laughs> I mean, my gosh, uh, their wizard wizardry is uh, impeccable. Um, and so, in in uh, their crystal ball. But uh, as far as the uh, election, what's your prediction tomorrow? What do you think happens tomorrow? Look, this is not my area. I won't claim to be any kind of a Nostradamus sure. about this. I'm, I'm going really based upon uh, sort of my reading of what's going on, my sense particularly of what's happening with working class voters, independent voters, also black and Hispanic voters. Right. I think we're seeing a real tidal shift toward the GOP with long-term consequences. And so I think a lot of these races that are very close will fall, the the ball will fall on the GOP side of the net. So, you know, what what I'm seeing out there is basically Republicans will get maybe 51 seats in the Senate and maybe a 25 or 30 seat majority in the House. I think the Republican majority will be somewhere between 53, 54 seats in the Senate Mm -hmm. and a much bigger majority in the House. Okay. Excellent. And then what do you th- what, how do you feel? I just want to get your take on all the tight races. I just don't believe they're all that tight. I think we're being told they're tight um, in case, uh, you know, they'd like to do some shenanigans. But what, what, what is your view when you constantly hear they're razor thin? Tight. Well, when you think about it, you know, you just have to look at let's go back to 2020, mm-hmm. where the, the basically, according to the polls, there was a massive lead mm-hmm. uh, that Biden had. Right. And second of all, you had all these races that were called toss ups. Mm-hmm. And then if you look afterward, you saw that basically. I think every single toss-up was won by the Republicans. And that, that tells you that this isn't just bungling on the part of the pollsters, because when, when you do bungling, you know, mm-hmm. the ball is going to fall accidentally on one side or the sure. other side of the net. But if the ball always falls on the same side of the net, yeah. then you're dealing with something different. I think what you're dealing with is systematic polling bias in favor of Democrats. And I think often with the campaign strategy of trying to chase away Republican donors, like, mm-hmm. listen, this Democrat is so far ahead. You don't even need to put money in this race. Your guy is already lost. So the Democrats do that with polling, and I think they're doing it again, mm-hmm. so that I think a lot of the close races will fall on the Republican side. And again, I'm, I'm doing this based upon history, based upon seeing sure. that that's what they did the last time. Sure, mm-hmm. absolutely. The book yeah. is 2,000 Mules. They thought we'd never find out they were wrong. And the book, go get it. It's on Amazon. You can pick it up there. It's been out for about a week. I think this is a fantastic Christmas present to wake somebody up. I also think that here lies the details of what that movie spelled out. And for more context and more analytical approach to this, and like you said, what can you do in the future? This would be the book. Are you working on a uh, new movie? 
Yeah, I'm hatching a couple of new projects, uh, one for 2023 and another one for early 2024. So I'm going to be Good. busy uh, over the next year or so. Absolutely. Well, they're a big hit and uh, people will rush to see the movies. They absolutely love them. The books, too. Thank you for what you're doing, Dinesh. I really appreciate it because you're opening a lot of eyes out there and we need it right now. Thank you. Thank you. Always Thank a pleasure. You. Thank, you. Thank you. And uh, that was Dinesh D'Souza. And uh, interesting, some good things to say. And and he's right. I mean, we are shi- there, there's been a light that has now been shining on the fraud. So what? A- it'd be harder to. It's harder right now for them to do it, but they can. They still can, but you know. I mean, harder. I like the point that he made mm-hmm. about the difference between mm-hmm. the book and the movie in that right. with the movie, the criticism was, oh, those are actors, or uh, oh, that's not right. the real office. With the book, the only way to refute it is with facts. That's true. That is true. And that is on that is on this side. Yeah, of, <laughs> and they can't do it. <laughs> that, that's very true. The facts are here. And uh, the book is 2,000 Mules. They thought we'd never find out. They were wrong. And uh, this is, uh, right now, the context, the information is crucial. Because as you sit around the family table for the holidays, there's probably going to be a good cross-section of politics going on. And that can get a little scary. But when you have the facts at your fingertips, when you can recall those facts and you've got them laid out and you can basically go to that kind of context, that's going to be what's that's going to be very important in the conversation because I guarantee that if you have a lot of people that are very, very leftist liberal, they're going to be very emotional about it. And it's only going to go into the emotions. But as you sound reasonable and you're you're calling out the facts and that's what books like this do. Have you noticed there hasn't been a book about the fact that, that we didn't have a fraudulent election (laughs) in 2020? I mean, honestly, there hasn't been a book because there's no context. You can't spell that out, right? You can't prove that that actually happened. And here he could prove that uh, fraud did happen. In fact, it should have been called 2020 Mules because of the fact that we're pointing it out from the 2020 election. Now, like he said, it's been here a long time. The AP took over our elections. And that is something that's hardly ever talked about is the AP. What they did was they said... It's, it's now us. We're going to call elections. We're going to be in charge of elections. And this was like uh, 1860s. We're going to be in charge. And you know what the reason was? Because no one else will. Because no one else wants to. Now, why a journalism outfit appointed themselves the caller of the election is very weird. And we should always be questioning this. In fact, they had some damning words for themselves too. In some articles, they were taught, they were actually outing themselves as fraudulent in calling the races that they did in 2020. Mm-hmm. They don't even care. They just put it out there like, yeah, we called it early and, and gee, we were right. And look at that. And too bad. So sad. Yeah. And, Crazy. It, and it's intentional. It they is. know what they're doing mm-hmm. when they do it. It does influence a certain voter to yeah. say, oh, well, no sense in me going down there. Yeah. yeah, I know. And so you cast your vote. It's I think that we 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 need to do that as people. Um, I don't want to see somebody sit home and they're just bitter about about election fraud. I want people to go out and vote. And I think it's important for us to do that as informed voters. Um, and then, and then the, the problems lie on the people that get that information and what they do with it. Um, but at the same time, look, go, go vote in person. Go do it tomorrow. Um, and I'm grateful that Dinesh has put out the movies he has. There's, there's, 
a big reason that we need to see on film sometimes and in books, but on film too, um, some of the, the crimes, right? The Obama crime, <laughs> this crime, it's a lot of crimes, the Clinton crimes. And, and I think they should have gone farther. I think there was even obviously more story to tell, oh, yeah. but, um, but there's, it's funny because you have a, a, a party that's very built on crime and lies and manipulation, putting up barriers so you can't see the empty arena. I mean, very manipulative. Um, and the country's not behind that. The country understands, I think, there's a vast majority that get it. So let's exercise it. But there is an interesting point. You mm-hmm. know, in 2020, you didn't see the black curtains. Yeah. They hid all that. This time it's out there. Yeah. They're showing it. Yeah. So that, that's, that's that's a good sign. That's a good sign. People are are starting, you know, to really, I think, get that. But yeah, the I can't believe they were in jail for a week. Can you believe that? True, the vote. Uh, we had her on the show, Catherine Engelbrook. Uh, but there's so, uh, you know, obviously, obviously, there's a lot of crime at hand, and that's really it's it's really what you can do right now. You know, also go to the website and order uh, the Kate Daly Show coin. We really need your help. And I can't stress that enough. Uh, We really need your help. And it's $99, but it invests you into silver. It's a real silver coin, and it'll put money back in your pocket. And uh, we deliberately chose not to do T-shirts and hats, what we were going to do, because as a fundraiser for the show, because of the fact that it wouldn't get you anything except the T-shirt and hat. So (laughs) silver puts money back in your pocket. I think it's only going to go up. And we're going to see some things happen with digital currency. They're going to happen. And we need to be ready for it. And you also need to be preparing. Go to preparewithkate.com preparewithkate.com get some food storage too um orange county's looking at um calling uh, especially the day after because they just started articles about it but they're trying to trend into a lockdown they're trying to go into this area where they can save the virus between R- rsv and and between the flu and covid oh my gosh they're getting hit and yeah. you'll see this city after city after the elections sadly so but they, they will wait until after the election. They will. And we'll be talking lockdowns again and masking and vaccinations. and. It'll be a virus tsunami. <laughs> a virus tsunami. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you guys, just wait for it. Let's get through tomorrow, but man alive. Um, we have some problems, don't we? Okay, be faithful, be fearless. Big thank you to Dinesh uh, D'Souza and also Dr. Pesta for coming on today. And of course, well, this will be up on podcast. You can share this far and wide. And, uh, and thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks, you guys.